Hey, this is Monica from Theo Terran. Welcome to the Johnny Taco Show. Hey guys, what's up? This is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting and informative episode of Origin Stories. Today we're going to Death Meadow with my buddy from Dallas, Billy, from the band Discerned. And you know what? We are going to rock your faces off. Man. I just love making different voices and all that. Um, but yeah, we're going into the death metal side of Christianity with Discern. And you know what? As I'm looking through his CD here, it shows a, a big anointment. Because it doesn't matter what type of music you play, as long as the message is for our God and our Savior and to show what love is and who our Jesus is. So, you know what? I want to rock. I know y'all want to rock. Y'all wouldn't be on this podcast to listen to my constant babbling. You'll want to listen to musicians such as Discern here. And you know what? Let's get rocking. Let's get rolling. Let's get rolling. With anointing on the Johnny Taco
Right, that was Pagan God by Discern, and today I have the pleasure of uh, speaking with a good friend of mine, Billy Frazier. Hey, buddy, how are you doing today? I'm okay. It's a beautiful Saturday, and I think we have the eclipse going right now, and uh, we now have this thing called cooler weather in Texas, which we haven't had in quite some time. How are you liking that? Well, you know, I always love anything when I look at a temperature and it's below three digits. <laughs> exactly. This summer was unlike anything else, ever. Yeah, I so, think it. And it's now over. I think it was called scorched earth. I think we had scorched yes, earth in off of the United yes, States because uh, hardly this any was historical. Because <laughs> hardly any of my vegetation. We we were we were trying to be farmers and planting squash and all that stuff, and that didn't right. make it. Uh, partly because of the heat and partly because I didn't want to go outside in the heat and water plants, um, which right. my wife right. is very upset with that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Amanda. I'm so sorry. I love you. Right, but, right. But, yeah, yeah. that's the one good thing about that. My yard is toast right now, and that's the one thing I could thank Summer for. I have not had to mow my yard in three months. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, it'll grow back. Hey, I have a son that likes to mow grass. You know, I can always send him up there to Dallas. There, there—that's what they're for, right? Yep, yep. Free labor. That's what kids are for. <laughs> they, they are the Hebrew slaves of the family. So. <laughs> that's awesome. But, but and also, yeah. I wonder—don't um, you guys have the NHRA drag races in Waxahachie too? Yeah, that's. Uh, he went to go see them yesterday as a school, um, like a field trip. Okay. I okay. never had that field so, trip yeah. like that. Uh, you know, they they field yeah, trip to cool me field was trip. going to uh, going to the to the museum like at the other school and then and sit down exactly. and watch the stars. And yeah, the planetarium. Planetarium. And all that yeah, stuff. but not a. Uh -huh. I would probably would have stayed in school a little bit longer if I knew that we were going to field trips like at a drag car, right. drag racing or right. something. Right. Were they doing the drag racing during the summer heat? By the way. I, I don't think so. I, I didn't hear anything about it. I would okay. have to ask my okay. son about it. But I think it'd be yeah. a little too hot, especially on the vehicles and on the uh, the oh, drivers, time. because time, they yeah. they rip out the AC. They rip out all the stuff that is non, uh, you know, non going fast kind of thing. So they yeah, take right, out right, the power right, steering, right. the AC. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh my word. It'd be like an easy bake oven. Remember those? Seriously, yes, yes. I had several friends that had those growing up, and uh, yeah, they. I mean, you always wanted to. Yeah, they uh, they would show me their little cakes that they made and everything like that. <laughs> and and we we grew, we're about the same age. Are you from Dallas right. area? Yeah, I grew up. Uh, I lived here. I was when I was first born. I lived in uh, Garland, and then at age four, we moved to Austin. Came back at age seven. I was mad that we moved back from Austin because Austin is amazing. And then I lived around, yeah, Garland, North Richardson, Garland uh, uh, area, 
really ever since. And and doing that, you know, you haven't once said, hey, you know, since I'm a awesome um, man of music, go out to California or anywhere else to to push out the your talents. No, I got friends all over the U.S. as far as musicians is concerned, but no, I've always just been based here and everything like that with, uh, you know, my previous band, Summoned and Oblation, and then, you know, Discern and everything like that. Um, I, I have uh, played with Crimson Thorn. Uh, I was their drummer for about a year or so, but, you know, the understanding was, you know, if they found someone up there, please, you know, use them. But when they're between drummers, I flew up and played a few gigs. They're in Minnesota, and it's a whole different world up there in Minnesota. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> very different than Texas. Yeah, it's like, uh, do you live in the United States or Texas? Because Texas itself is a different world as yeah, soon as you pass the borders, like to Arkansas or Oklahoma or something. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a whole different country. Yes, it is. You're right. You're all right. You're all right. Yeah. Which is not a problem because I love Texas. So. Yeah, there's some good things about Texas. Our barbecue is amazing. Um, my favorite barbecue place is five minutes from my house. I may never even move because of that. Um, and then we've got, you know, some, some things of beauty here with the, with the parks that I go to and everything like that. Um, but I live, yeah, north of Dallas, and so I'm more f a fan of just north of Dallas, all the suburbs of there and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, Austin, though, is amazing. Have you ever been to Austin? Uh, we, we drive by through it to San Antonio, uh, my okay. Okay. my daughter and my grandson they live over there in beautiful San Antonio and but to me Austin looks a little compressed it, it looks more compressed than downtown Dallas to be honest yeah I think it's getting that way um I think it was, you know I think it's getting that way when I first, when I lived there from 70 what was it 77 to 81 um or 70 yeah, i think it was 77 or 78 81 uh we were in a new area that wasn't compressed or anything like that and that that neighborhood is still beautiful to this day i used to go back there uh, for weekend getaways many years ago but yeah austin is just it's got like a really good music scene the food there's amazing um tons of local mama pop places and uh it's in the part of the texas hill country the texas hill country is absolutely beautiful unfortunately dallas is not part of the texas hill country <laughs> no nah, it's part of the prairie country Right, right. There's nothing like going to like a beautiful vacation somewhere, and then flying back to DFW, and you're you're looking out the window, and you're looking out the plane, and you're like, okay, I'm back home to this now. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when we go when we go out and do stuff, we go to to New Braunfels, which is pretty close to yeah, Austin. Yeah. You know, you get right. the get the little tubes. Uh, you know, I'm a big dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm six six and about three fifty pounds, and uh, me on a tube right there is the most uncomfortable two-hour float that I've ever felt. But everybody else is yeah. enjoying, just relaxing. Right, right, right. My neck's creaking. I'm like, uh -huh. I, I am not made for for river, but you know, it's it's the memories. <laughs> the memories. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So let's go to you. let's talk about you. Um, have you always been a Christian? Well, because I'm looking at some of the music that, that we, we both agreed upon. Uh, some of that music wasn't really Christian-based. So, But we, we all, when we were younger and teenagers, we, we all had that rebellious phase through. <laughs> you, right. know, you know what I mean, Billy? Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Though. I came to know the Lord at age 11, and so it was through nature, science, and the animal kingdom is how I came to know the Lord. I was raised in church, hated every minute of it uh, when I was very young. From like age four on up, I hated it. I thought it was stupid. I thought people were, even at age five, I was thinking that people were only doing all this um, due to just um, the motions of not knowing what is really true or not in that realm. I thought people were doing things out of habit and out of fear of the unknown. And I just hated church. I thought it was dumb. I hated every minute of it. Um, I believed in God, and I believed in Jesus. Uh, they weren't Lord, but uh, as far as just going to church, I, I hated it. I wanted to get home and watch my monster movies and go play out in the creek and everything when I was a little kid. And so um, as I grew older, I started to take into account more uh, of a belief in God, and it was through nature, like I said, nature, science, and the animal kingdom. I started realizing that everything had purpose in nature. Every animal had purpose as far as their role. Every part of the animal's body had purpose. You know, it was strategically and wonderfully made. 
and you know uh, just how the earth was created and when i heard about this theory of evolution when i was 10 i and this is not a slam to anyone who believes in the theory of evolution and it is called the theory of evolution for a reason i could not believe there was adults that actually believed that that's we came from nothing i i actually was astounded and i wasn't even a believer at that point um but well, what I want to make a key point about it is, is no one pushed anything on me as far as beliefs or anything like that. So it was basically me spending all the time I did in the woods, in the creek, uh, realizing that God did create all the animals, all the nature, um, you know, the trees, the water, the flowers, just the mountains, everything like that. And I came to realize that God was real and uh, that everything was created by him and it had each, everything had a purpose. And so that is why, when I was 11 years old, I did come to know him, uh, and I gave my life to him at age 11. And and doing, you know, being so young and giving your life to him, it, it just shows, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, as as long as you find the path. Because it, to right. me, I was I was I was the kind of guy that would go to church every once in a while when I was a kid. My family were believers, but they didn't go to church because of the church hurt uh something happened to my grandmother right, right. at a at a young age right. but she still had her bible she still watched the yeah. the shows on tv things like that but uh i didn't really give my heart to jesus until uh i want to say about 10 years ago because i was oh, living gosh. through a life i was i was living through yeah. alcoholism and i was going through a lot of depression which and right. I came to realize the reason why my depression was is because I was ignoring uh, Jesus's call. Right, right, right. So. Well, glory to God, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. And that's awesome that you got reached um, and that you came to know him then, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I tell people it's better late than never. Uh, oh, you know, sure. you can still turn around and you can still repent and and get saved. Uh, you know, you have until the day you die. But that doesn't right. mean, hey, you know, I got a little time to go. Because you don't know when your day is coming. Right. So exactly what's right. what's exactly. better than the present? <laughs> what is better right. than yeah. the present? Yeah, like today is the day of salvation. You know? yeah. And so it's just, yeah, make that decision. Make the decision. And I'm so glad I did at that time. And um, it, uh, my world just changed, you know, and. And, you know, and ever since then, I mean, yeah, I mean, we grow up, we go through our trials, we go through our valleys, we're human, you know, we do sin, we do fall, and we just shows that we need his grace and love even more. And when you're walking with the Lord and the older you get, um, as long as you're focused on him, um, life could still get in the way, you know, and there's a lot of people out there that have had a lot of bad things happen to them. But uh, like he said, he'll never leave us or forsake us. And so um, we as humans tend to leave him. But that's just part of us being human to begin with. That's part of us either trying to make ourselves God of our own lives or we are trying to um, just figure things out for ourselves. Yeah, but he's right there with us the whole time. And he is um, he is not a God of religion. He is a God of relationship. Religion has nothing to do with God. Religion is what man made. God gives us relationship with him, the creator of the universe. And it's there us for it's there for us to take. It's there for us to grab his hand and say, Father, I commit my life to you. You know what? I couldn't say it any better than that, you know, but um, right. because uh, if we tend to take the will most of the times, we're going to mess up because we follow oh, yeah. our heart <laughs> and our heart is the ultimate deceiver. Exactly. Exactly. Our heart is wicked. And so these all these people that go, well, you know, I'm not going to follow the Lord because of all the hypocrites. Yeah, I am a hypocrite. You know why? Because I'm a sinner and and it's the ultimate honesty to, to actually publicly say that, you know, we need him. I need God. I am a wreck without him. So, you know, I'm, I use my weakness to glorify him and my weakness to, to fully illustrate why I do need him even more, you know? And so, yeah, I do hear that all the time. Oh, the church is full of hypocrites. <laughs> of course. Well, so are you. So are the people that are accusing us of that too, you know? Just be honest with yourself. Just say, you know what, I'm human. I can't do it on my own, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's just the ultimate honesty is that, in my opinion. And uh, with with that, you know, uh, us making mistakes, I, I had made so many mistakes, I, I don't even want to talk about them anymore because that, that, that person is dead and gone away when I got baptized. Right, 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 right. exactly. Our, but, old, our old man has been crucified. Yep, 
That is true because Jesus didn't die on the cross for himself. He died for us. Exactly. He was a perfect person with no blame, no shame. He took our, he took our blame. He took our pain. He took the, the sin. He took the, the, the bad parts, the evil parts and put it on that cross. Yes, so, did. so yes, we can did. be and look perfect in God's eyes. Exactly, and it's you know it's easy to forget that. It's easy for to get things like that whenever we're caught up in our situation, and whenever things are overbearing us and, and overpowering us mentally and physically. Um, but it is, it is a, a, a concrete pillar of truth, in my opinion, about that. And um, I cannot uh, thank God enough for saving me when He did, you know. And I uh, thank Him for my daily walk with him because you know we, we take up our cross daily you know and um we'll have good days we'll have bad days you know but we just need to be open and honest with him and, and have our hearts open to him our wicked hearts <laughs> that we need repair and uh yeah it, it's it, he's, he's amazing like i can't thank god enough for everything he's done in my life and he, he truly is real in my opinion and uh you know, I have many friends that know him as well. We're a good support for group for one another, and I have some friends that don't. And you know, I love them as well. And you know, it's just part about uh, about being a witness uh, with his love for others and showing that how really is in our lives. Yeah, because you got to show kindness and compassion, even to those who don't believe, because well, that's sure. what Jesus did. You know, Jesus went up there; mm -hmm. he was stern, but he was kind. Yeah. And he oh, didn't yeah. go to the to the ones who knew the Bible backwards, forwards, in reverse, right. who didn't right. live it. He went out there to the ones who were prostitutes, uh, gamblers, yeah. adulterers. Exactly. And exactly. Because those are the ones who need Jesus the most. Yes. So. And as much as I needed him, just like everyone else needs him, well, we all need to. Um, show people that same compassion and grace and love that he gave us. Yeah. And that's what I think we're missing in today's society is the uh, the compassion uh, on both sides, the left and the right. And, right. Uh, you know, there's, there's a way to get our point across without sounding like we're a bunch of uh, hate mongers. Right, exactly. You know. And, you know, and if you got strong opinions, that's one thing. And, you know, we all have strong opinions on certain things. But a lot of time it boils down to how we present it, uh -huh. you know? And if we're going to be cocky and arrogant, then we're missing the point to begin with, in my opinion. Amen. Amen. So let's talk about uh, who are some of the uh, the guys that you grew up with that uh, that you kind of uh, pay homage to in uh, the band Discern. Oh, okay. Well, first and foremost, Kiss is what got me started in the music. So I saw a Kiss commercial when I was three years old and I was like blown away. I, I didn't know what I was looking at. First of all, I thought there were like some superheroes playing music and you know, I'm three years old, right? I don't know that much yeah. about anything. And so I'm sitting there with my toys. I'm running around. I see this kiss commercial and it was for a new album that was coming out. And I see them sit on stage. I see the explosions. And I see them playing. I'm like, what is this? And I was just, my jaw was just dropped. And I see Peter Chris on the drum set doing a big Tom roll. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. I said, I want to be a drummer. And I made that decision at age three to be a drummer. At age four, I started playing drums because I wanted to be just like Peter Chris from Kiss. So I got a little toy drum set when I was four years old and just pounded away at it, trying to figure something out. And so then I was um, listening um, to um, you know rock bands that I had access to. And back then, it was like Foreigner, uh, Journey. I had a lot of these records that were like old, like 50s and 60s rock music too. And... Um, uh, I think some of it was like the monkeys as well, possibly. And, uh, <laughs> then, uh, and then, and then um, I got into, you know, I'll start buying Kiss albums, you know, around seven years old. And then uh, just, you know, getting into more of that. And I was really attracted to the heavier things. And, you know, Molly Cruz coming out with Shot the Devil, Rat Out of the Cellar, you know. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. And it's just, you know, Van Halen, you know, 1984 album. And then earlier albums by Van Halen, Def Leppard, just all that stuff. I was like, this is so awesome. And I was just learning all the drum beats and everything like that and um, playing along the records I had. Remember record players? Remember those? And, uh, yeah, it was a trip. And that's a trip now seeing vinyl with a resurgence now. I think it's pretty cool. And um, But, uh, yeah, so it was Kiss that, was, that started for me first and foremost. And then uh, later on, <clears throat> I got into more of the heavier stuff. And so by age, 
like age 12. 12 and 13, I started getting into like Metallica, Anthrax, uh, Trouble, a band called Trouble that was very doom oriented. Um, and that actually came around 14. Trouble came around 14. But yeah, I mean, Metallica, Anthrax. And then I started getting into, when I came to know the Lord at age 11, I started getting into all the Christian metal bands at the time uh, Baron Cross, Blood Good, Striper, uh, Saint, Messiah Prophet, um, all those Barbas, all those uh, great bands who I love till this day. I mean, I love them so much. And um, just started getting into that. And then when I started getting into the heavier side of things, is when I started getting, like, you know, like as I was listening to Metallica and Anthrax, uh, Deliverance, Vengeance. <clears throat> I was like, this can't get any heavier and faster. This is just the fastest and heaviest this can get. And then I heard death metal. Then I heard uh, uh, Leprosy uh, by the band Death on Z-Rock one night on a summer evening. And I think I was maybe 14, 13. And I was like, what is this? And he's just like, ah, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so heavy. And it was just, it was cool. And so later on, by the time uh, I started getting into hearing bands obituary, Napalm Death, um, so pretty much by then, um, I was in a thrash metal band at age 14, a band called Summoned, and we were a band that sang about the Lord. And we had um, a demo tape that we sold throughout the, the Christian metal underground and just the metal underground in general. And uh, then we, we, be, we, were, we were death metal by 1990. Uh, a lot of thrash metal bands ended up becoming death metal as, as death metal started making its emergence on the scene and everything like that. Yeah, because it, it was, if you look at it, thrash and death, uh, you know, they're, they're 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 pretty much the same, but with a little harder harder beat to it. Right, right, right. And there's bands that are like both thrash and death, and then there's just a lot. Of, yeah, there's thrash and death. It was they're like on the same road, basically, in my opinion. Yeah, which I think and when so. they did thrash and death, it, it came out to doom metal. Right, right. And so when I joined Summoned when I was 14, um, we made, we recorded our demo, like, I think I was, I was in the eighth grade. And um, I then was introduced to Trouble at that point, that demo band Trouble. There's a local thrash metal band that was a huge influence called Morbid Scream. They were from Plano, Texas. And that was just like, dude, this is so fast and heavy and stuff like that. And um, they, yeah, they made a few more demos and they ultimately broke up. But Morbid Scream was a huge influence on me thrash-wise. Um, but it was, yeah, it was Anthrax and Slayer, and then, but then when I started hearing death metal and everything like that, I'm like, no way. And so I was summoned. We played some gigs around here. We played, we opened up for One Bad Pig in the West End at a place. We opened up for Vengeance at a place called the Profit Bar in, in Deep Dome. Um, and then we played some other gigs. And then we, we were pretty much full on death metal by 1990. And our, our last gig was in Houston, um, and I think in 1990. So... Yeah, and we never recorded. We never recorded any of the death metal stuff or anything like that. But yeah, we we were all death metal. I was blasting. We had blast songs and obituary type songs and everything like that. And so yeah, it was it was it was a fun time, fun time. It was just a trip being sixteen years old, fourteen, sixteen years old, doing all that, you know, while I had homework to do. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you, like a so, good Christian boy, you did your homework, you know, before I, the... I attempted. I attempted, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it was yeah, so it was fun. Yeah, and and like Morbid Angel, um, and even when it gets even to the more darker stuff like Cannibal <laughs> Corpse and you know Deicide stuff like that, um, I grew up listening to. You know, I was I was sitting in gym one time and I was bored because I I uh, sort of played my cassette tapes a little out of date, like my suicidal tendencies. Um, I actually yeah, yeah. messed uh, messed up that tape. I couldn't listen to anything and. Uh, my friend, you know, um, when he was alive, you know, God, God bless his soul. Uh, he gave me a copy of Morbid Angel, and when I put it in the tape, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, how, how is this? This is like a, like a freight train going through my head. Right, 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 and yeah, and I saw them first on the Blessed Are the Sick tour in 91 i think and it was morbid angel entombed unleashed at joe's garage in fort worth if anyone is local and if they remember joe's garage they'll know what i'm talking about joe's garage was insane as far as gigs did you ever go there to joe's garage no i was i actually uh had a sheltered life uh, okay. uh of actually going past grand prairie uh grand prairie oh, okay. arlington okay. um because uh none of the guys had cars 
and when we did get cars, okay. they they would somehow uh, mess up because uh, we like to right. do drag race. <laughs> right, 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 right. But well, when Oblation started in 1991, I think uh-huh. um, we were start we were going to shows like that. So we went uh, we went to Morbid Angel, and it was insane. It was it was nuts, man. It was uh, just it was all new. I mean, this whole wave of death metal. You know, like Napalm Death was a huge influence. Harmony Corruption album that was that was, that was a huge influence on me, musically and everything like that. And then yeah, so seeing Morbid Angel and Entombed and, and Unleashed on one single show that was insane. You know, and it was uh, the beginning of just all the greats happening and everything like that. And uh, I know Pete from Morbid Angel. He's he's a, a very uh, he's a buddy of mine, and uh, he's come to know the Lord now. Um, did you know that? No, I did not know that. I know a lot of uh, a lot of bands that I grew up to love. You know, uh, some of the bigger people like Dave Mustaine and mm-hmm. Alice Cooper. You know, are a couple yep. of the bigger known people that people will know. Right. Uh, they were talking about the Lord big time. Even Cat. You know that art, tattoo artist Cat. Uh, oh yeah, she came a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she yeah, she burned all of her witch her witchcraft books awesome. on videotape, awesome. and and she she got baptized. I want to say awesome. about a couple that. months ago. Uh, yeah. Right, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and so yeah, so Pete is now um, a Christian. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, it was just seeing all those bands, and then, you know, I saw other bands. I mean, you know, it was just. And then, you know, my band Oblation, you know, we released a, uh, a video um, in 1992, and we were still basically a two-piece at the point. We used some session musicians, my buddy Dino and this guy, Adam Baker, played bass on the video. We did this video, and we sold a bunch of that in the underground, and we were on, I think, a Heaven's Metal video compilation, the first Heaven's Metal video compilation, on VHS tape. Remember VHS tapes? <laughs> I, man, I, I just... I, I loved it. I loved it, especially when you had to keep tracking it. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And then in then Oblation, we did a three-song demo in 94. We played a bunch of shows. Uh, we played a show in Michigan. We played in Oklahoma. Uh, we did uh, local shows around here, and then, you know, we, we ended in the end of 95. Um, but, yeah, through that whole time, just the whole death metal thing was just going strong with just, you know, bands. You know, one of my favorite bands of all time is Death. And so Chuck Schuldiner, he was uh, advancing death uh, with their music and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, just all the great suffocation, you know, do a cyborg angel and all that stuff. I mean, that's just Vader. Vader's a huge band to me. Uh, Monstrosity. Monstrosity is a great band as well. Uh, just so many good bands, you know. And it's just um, these days all these bands are still together, you know, and they're all playing, and uh, death metal is bigger than ever right now, you know. And so... Um, when everything ended with Oblation, that's when I, I, I the server was already a side project I was going to be doing anyways. And I said, well, you know what, you know, when we're done, I can't find musicians I can connect with. So why don't I just do all, do this and just work on this from that point. And yeah, did that and, you know, got married, worked full time and did discern and it's going to have a new album out, uh, next year. So it's been quite a while since that album I sent you has been released, but Hey, you know, uh, life happens and, uh, things have happened but now things are looking for where that new album will be definitely just trying to work on hopefully by the end of the year and you know what i'm excited about it because i i, I put this in uh, in my car and i wasn't expecting how heavy heavy your, your music is <laughs> awesome and uh it just it, to me it, it was like an an ode to my 90s right when, when i used to hang out with my brother and we used to have two uh Two fifteens in the trunk, just jamming, uh-huh. you know, to uh-huh. to good death metal, to good, um, uh, you know, doom metal, thrash, uh, just uh, just anything that we could, just to make uh, make the neighbors mad, you know, just turn it up and just enjoy life and and listening to uh, listening to the music. And, and it's funny when I say it, enjoying life, listening to death metal. People are like that. That kind of sounds like an oxymoron. I'm like, well, you're the moron. No, I'm just. <laughs> it's, it's just. Hey, I'm all sick this stuff sometimes. I mean, I'll, I'll be out like by the second song. I'll put it on a death metal, like the classic death metal. Um, go to bed and like song by song two. It's like, I'm like snort. You know, just out. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. That's awesome. And yeah, and like the fact, the first song on there is an instrumental called "Old Shoulder," which was that was I wrote that for Chuck from Death. He died, and um, he was a huge influence on me, and uh, very, very good guy. And 
just wanted to start that album off with uh, just an appreciation and ode to him. Yeah, melodic, a melodic. Uh, what what is that word when when people talk uh, at a funeral? Man, my mind once just went blank. Eulogy, a melodic eulogy. Oh, okay. oh yeah, eulogy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just when yeah, your mind yeah, goes a hundred miles an hour, sometimes you hit a speed bump and then you're like, gotta f- fix your bearings. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, you know, it was cool to do that. I did that, and, um, you know, and I sent, I sent sent a few copies to his mom. His mom was very appreciative, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was just something I wanted to do. I mean, he, he did so much uh, for the world of death metal, just metal in general. I mean, Chuck was just a great musician. He had a great heart. His, his lyrics were, um, were very mature, you know, uh, when death um, uh, started releasing, you know, albums from, like, like Spiritual Healing on Up or anything like that. He just wanted to write about life. You know, he got out of the whole horror movie lyric thing by that point and so he just wanted to write about life and everything and so yeah he had some good stuff to say very good guy yeah and it's amazing how how intelligent a lot of these artists are and people mm-hmm. put put people in ster- uh stereo uh types oh yeah and you're you're forgetting that uh if you don't if you don't recall this but alice cooper he was a teacher before all before all the fame that he did you know, there, there's oh, so many, okay. yeah, there's so many people that, that were so smart, uh, and they just, they went into music and it, and it's, um, and how they, how they put, put together their intelligence and their love of music together. And that's when you get great music. Right, um, right. so what do you think about the new, the new generation of death metal? Well, there's some very, I mean, there's more bands than ever now. Uh, we live in a time where now, like when I first, you know, was with Summon back in ADA when I was 14 when we did Oblation uh, recorders and everything like that. I was also back when there was, it was analog tape being recorded down in the studio. There was no digital being used. And now these days, it's so easy to record things. So in, in a way, it's good that bands now um, can record things easier and get things out quicker. Um, as far as the new wave of death metal, um, I mean, there's a lot. Oh my gosh, there's so many talented bands out there. It's actually, it's it's insane. Um, one thing I don't like about the new wave of death metal is the production aspects of it. A lot of these death metal bands, everything is is just so processed and compressed and, and clicky. And uh, you know, like I've never used triggers on my drums ever. You know, I don't ever plan to. I'm not sure if you know what triggers are, um, but it's it it makes that drums a lot more clear and you know, and it's like too perfect sounding, you know, and I want to actually hear the actual real drums when it comes to a production standpoint. Uh, so a lot of them are just over-triggering everything. You'll have the same drum sound on 20 different albums because they're using a sample, not even the actual drum itself. That I don't like. Um, but there's some great bands that have great songs out there. I mean, one of the newer bands that I like is Skeletal Remains. Uh, they're phenomenal. Uh, when I first heard them, I actually got my car, drove to uh, Arlington and bought their CD immediately. It was like a 45-minute drive. Um, there's still there's CD places in Arlington that are still open. Uh, CD Warehouse off Cooper Street, and then there's um, uh, Forever Young Records in Grand Prairie off 360, and uh, they still you know albums and CDs and everything like that. But I jumped in my car immediately and just tore over to uh, CD Warehouse in Arlington and, and drove 45 minutes to pick up their album. Fantastic band, Skeletal Remains. Um, one of my favorites is a band called Asfix. They're from the Netherlands. They are new. Their new album. They're just keeping putting on quality stuff. Um, there is a lot. There is a lot more bands to choose from now. In fact, it's overpowering and overwhelming at times. There is more bands now than ever. So, putting time and effort into you know digesting a band's material, you know, sometimes you got almost too much to choose from. Yeah. Uh, but I do like. Yeah. There's a lot of newer bands that are pretty good. You know, Suffocations now coming out with a new album. Um, but you know, hey, I like. I love Striper. Striper still killing it with new owls man to me they're better than ever yeah um, uh they they came through arlington like twice this year oh that's right that's right that's right right and millennial rains yeah, yeah. opened up for them i think both of the times and those are a bunch of good guys i got had a chance yeah, to meet them before i've cha- seen them before yeah they were on the show uh last year uh when okay. Okay. when we were doing that um finding hope festival that was off of row club right. in fort worth you know, the really, really nice dudes, man. I I can't believe some of these uh, older bands are still out there just rocking it out. And just I know, 
More energy I mean, than like, me. Like death metal. I know, right? Like, like as far as death metal, you know, Vader is still going. Vader's been around since, I think, 82. They're from Poland, and I, I've talked with them a number of times, gone a bunch of their shows. They're just, they're just better than ever. But Strassi's working on a new album now. They call Death is still releasing stuff. Uh, Obituary, you know, is right now killer album. Yeah, they got a, yeah, that album, yeah. Yeah, their new albums are phenomenal. I mean, they're just, these bands are still, you know, it's weird. There's some people that I've met, and they get caught in this timeline about if they could like a band or not. Well, I don't like anything past the first three albums. Why not? They still play the same stuff. Whoa, she's not the same. It's like they're attributing a time period to liking a band. To me, if the band's still going good and 50 years later, then why not? Why not like them, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, there's a rock band. Have you heard of Golden Earring? Uh, sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. They had the song. I mean, they have been around for over 50 years with the same lineup, which never happens, by the way. You know, and they're, I forgot what country they're from, but... Um, I don't think they're even playing much anymore, but they just were still kicking it, even being, you know, 50 years later, man. Yeah, because Kiss uh, don't even Aaron, have the you know. same, they, Kiss doesn't have the same uh, lineup from the beginning. Well, yeah, half the, yeah, they have uh, Ace and Peter are out, and then Eric Singer and Tom Theater. I love the new lineup now. I love the old lineup. I love, I love it all. You know, I'm not picky when it comes to liking bands. And, and because whether or not, you know, I can like them up a certain, you know. Because the magic's still there. You know, Kiss oh, yeah. is still Kiss. Oh, yeah, big time. And people should be happy that Paul and Gene are working with two guys that, you know, um, enjoy being there and aren't giving any issues. And, yeah, I mean, they're, to me, they're better than ever, too. And they're supposed to end this year with uh, the uh, final gig, I think, at the end of the year. That's gonna, If that happens, that's going to be a very sad time for me since, uh, you know, they're the ones that got me started to begin with, you know. But, you know, I'm just thankful, um, you know. That they're They'll probably pull an Aussie. After no more tears, no more tours. There's like 50 other tours. I, right. I assure you, this is the last tour. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. I'm happy though. I mean, you know, I love Kiss. You know, White Snake is better than ever. Uh, you know, David Coverdale's voice isn't the same as it used to be, but he's still a great singer. Um, he's had some um, health issues in the past year. They had to cancel a tour, I think, last year because of some health issues. But yeah, he had some throat issues too. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. And uh, his players and his band are just phenomenal. And uh, I just love White Snake. They're, they're a huge influence on me musically. So when you hear some of that blues influence on my music, a lot of it's coming from like, you know, like Stevie Ray Vaughan or White Snake or something like that. And uh, so I got some blues influence on that album. I sent you, and there's going to be some more blues influence on the next one as well. So. Hey, it's like a goulash of a of an album. You know, you got a little bit of everything just poured in mm-hmm. there. Right, I love uh, New York hardcore as well, and so there's a little bit of New York hardcore influence on uh, in that album as well, and it will be on the same one. So yeah, I you know yeah I, I, I write brutal death metal, but I, I incorporate many influences um, as much as I can into it to try to be you know create, create somewhat of an original sound. You know. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but but yeah, we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, you, do you have a merch place where where people can help you support your your gift? Well, um, and I appreciate uh, your support, brother, and I thank you so much for um, interviewing me, and I really appreciate that. And so, yeah, if people want to order um, the last album, the first album called Revive and Rebuke, that has been sold out for quite some time. We're looking on getting that possibly um, uh, made again. Um, I am going to be releasing this new album on Sound of White Noise uh, Records, which is a local label distro. Um, I think he is in Bedford, I think. And great guy, his name is Jay. Um, if people want to support and maybe get the last album on CD, which is available, we also have T-shirts available, um, they um, can look up Sound of White Noise on Facebook. Um, and, and basically, the way they have it is, is, it's like Sound of is together, space, and then White Noise is together. So Sound of, together, space, and then White Noise. Um, they can look him up on Facebook that way, um, or you can go to my my Discern Facebook page, which is basically you know www.facebook.com forward slash Discern Death Metal, and then you'll come up to my my Facebook page there, and I'll be posting up updates once I start recording and everything like that. Then people can message me if they like, and um, I can give them you know the content information on how to go about ordering online and everything like that. So, yeah, my my question is, were they a big fan of the Anthrax uh, album when? Um uh, John Bush uh, took over Joey's uh, role as lead singer because that was one of my favorite Anthrax books. I mean, uh, CDs. 
Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I am not a fan of Bush era Anthrax. Not because of his voice. His voice is awesome. I don't like. I'm not a fan of the music they put out during that time. Um, that's just you know my my opinion. I, I, I would rather they had stuck to still being hard thrash and everything like that. But they did change. They did change styles somewhat uh, when he got in the band, and uh, now Joey Belladonna is back. You know, and then they're writing thrasher albums now. Um, but what album was it that you, was it the, the, that was the sound of white noise, right? Yeah. That was really the only one yeah. I really liked. Cause I, I liked that song Potter's field. Okay. Okay. I remember that song. I remember that song. Yeah. Because when I first heard like the beginning of it with the drums and, and, and just how, how it started out and then only cause it goes from Potter's field to only, and I, I've listened to that album. I don't know how many times I listened to that album. But to me, <laughs> it, it kind of, to me, it was up there with Persistence of Time, Anthrax right. um, album with Joey. That was a good album. That was a good album. My favorite Anthrax album is Among the Living. Oh, Among the Living? Man, you're oh talking gosh. some you're talking some uh, original stuff there. Oh, my God. Just riff after riff after riff, man. Just, oh, my gosh. That's my favorite Anthrax album is Among the Living. Um, you know, since it's spreading the disease before, that's pretty good, too. Pretty good, so... It's, but, uh, yeah, it's just persistence of time was the door opener for me. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. And to hear them and it was like, it was kind of funky, kind of like a funky beat to it. And then you got, and then you got some, uh, punk felt like a little punk, a little thrashed all together. And then you look at Joey and, and, and they, they all look like they should have been in different bands and then they just got lost and <laughs> they went into a room. So Right, especially Scott Ian. <laughs> right. Scott Ian to me kind of looked like he should have uh, went with uh, Rage Against the Machine or something like that. Right, right. But right, he's a good right. dude. Scott's a good dude, man. He really is. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've had friends that have met him, and the city was pretty nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's my favorite Anthrax album is, is Among the Living. You know, so. But uh, definitely, and then on this last album, um, you know, I wrote and recorded everything, but my friend Rick Hunter Martinez played the lead guitar solos. And so he was in a Christian metal band called Soldier uh, from 85 to 89, and they were huge in the San Francisco area. And they released a few demo tapes. One was called Louder Than Hell, the second was called Babylon. And I, um, as a, you know, I was 13 years old when I got into them, and I was like, man, Rick Hunter. He's awesome, you know, and he's just, he's on there, he's just shredding on the freaking, you know, demo tapes that they did, just, woo, 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 you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's awesome. And uh, so basically, as uh, years, years ago, I came, I, I met him, basically, I got a hold of him through the internet, through a re-release of one of their albums, and became uh, really good friends with him, and when I was trying to do my last album, I was like, hey, would you play lead on my album? He's like, sure, and I'm like, oh my gosh you know, freaking out and everything like that. <laughs> and so I'm very happy with, with uh, how it sounds and everything like that. He'll definitely be on the next one. So. And, and when you, when y'all listen to the anointing, that was him shredding. Yep. Yep. That was him. I, what I wanted to do, I said, you know what? I love eruption by Van Halen. Uh huh. And I'm like, I've never heard a death on band do anything like that, you know? And I'm just like, let's do something similar to eruption. And he was like, sure. And yep. Just done. You know, He's like, give me a second. Give me a second here. Yeah, give me a second. Give me a second. Hit record. Yeah. Hit record because this is gold. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. It was, yeah. man. When when I put it in there, it, it just it reminded me of when rock used to be like stadium kind of thing to just make the make the crowd just go crazy with uh, killer riffs. Right, right. And since I grew up with, you know, rock and, you know, classic metal and stuff like that and everything like that, I just wanted to have good lead solos. A lot of death metal bands, I mean, the solos are there. Um, you know, it's all subjective, too. I, I wanted to have more, like, melodic rock metal solos, and I'm very, very happy with what he did on that album. And, yeah, he's going to continue to shred on this new one as well. Awesome. I can't wait to uh, to get a copy of that when that comes out. Uh, when is that coming out? It'll be next year. I, it's been years. I, I, I've been planning on starting, and just life has gotten away a number of times. And so, uh, but the whole album's written. I mean, I've written the whole thing. I practice the whole album all the time. Um, it's just I need to actually start recording. So I'm going to record out in Denton and uh, go to a friend's studio who's got a really good ear for production. And uh, it'll, you know, it'll be 
at you know several different times or anything like that. But I'll be doing you know, like I do the drums first and foremost. So when you re- do like what I do, I have to do the drums first. I do the drums first. I'm in the studio. Everything's memorized. All the stops, all the start backups and everything like that. Just do it all first, and then I do the guitars and do the bass after. So, but it definitely I'll be doing the drums first and foremost. But definitely uh, next year I'll be coming out. I'm gonna try to start by the end of this year. Awesome, awesome. Hey, hey, Billy. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's an honor to to sit down and chat with you and learn a little bit more and just just know that we're we're all connected some way because we have so much in common with music and all that. And I can't wait uh, for the new new album to drop because i need some more traveling music if i gotta go to san antonio (laughs) right right so well thank you brother thank you for your support and definitely it's going to be happening a lot of people who are into discern have been waiting way too long and uh, there's even people making memes now about like how long it's taken like there's one of my friends has made like memes with skeletons like it's taken way too long and now they're a skeleton you know <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just it's just you know and it's awesome to see that it's so funny but yeah it's just, it's life has just gotten in the way and so but you know what it's it's going to make for a better better album to begin with and uh i was going to start last year i was dead sound starting and then i just i ended up things didn't happen and i've even have more songs that wouldn't have been on the album, you know, uh, since I've done some more writing since then. These are great. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's the fastest, most brutal stuff I've ever done. Um, complete with also, you know, a little bit of blues, uh, classic rock thrown in as well and everything like that. So definitely people will be definitely happy you know, once this once this gets done. So. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you again. And I'll be right back on the Johnny Taco Show. All right. Hey, this is Johnny Tuckles here. You want a church? You're looking for a church. You haven't been to a church in so long and you need to connect because we're all God's children and we need to be connected as the body of Christ is shown through the pages of the Bible. I have a gentleman here, a pastor, the teacher, the Bob Vila of churches at the Renovation Church at the Peak. Here is Pastor Tim Hale. Can you take away? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Tim. I am the pastor at Renovation Church here in Midlothian. We are across the street uh, from Mountain Peak Elementary, right off of FM 663 on the south side of town, south of Kroger and all of that, right across from Rosebud uh, Subdivision. And we would be delighted to worship with you if you're looking for a church home, looking for a place to connect. I highly recommend our church. We are focused on authentic worship. And our worship is phenomenal. If you're a musician who, who wants an outlet to, to serve the Lord in, man, uh, we would love to connect you and give you an outlet. If you're a place who has, if you're a, a parent who has kids, man, we've got a fantastic kids ministry uh, called Renovation Kids that we would love to help you disciple your children in. Uh, if you've got students, we've got a fantastic student ministry called Epic Students. Love to be able to, to s- disciple your kids as, as well there. So. Uh, man, we meet at 9.30 and 11 a.m. They're identical services on Sundays at 9.30 and 11. And you are welcome to come and be a part of what God is doing here at Renovation. And this is a Bible-based church, correct? Yes, we are a Bible-based church. The decisions we make, the what we teach is going to be completely from the Bible. Anything else is going to be based on traditions of men and, and uh, ideas that, that people have. We, we're just going to kind of stick with what God said. Amen. And just like I always say, let's get renovated at Renovation Church at the Peak. Not only will you see my good friend Tim here, you'll also get to see me because I am too a member here. And I can't wait to meet you, love on you, and share the gospel. That's right. We're so excited about what God's doing here. Our motto is from broken to beautiful. And we believe that that Jesus takes broken people, whatever has happened in your life, and he, he heals it and transforms it into something beautiful and something brand new. Hey, Tim, give that address one more time. We are 5010 FM 663 in Midlothian, Texas. 5010 FM 60, uh, 663 Midlothian, Texas. Now say that in French. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you there. God love you. God bless.
All right. I want to thank Billy Frazier of Discern for being on the show today. It was awesome to talk with him and to get more of a perspective of Christian death metal and just uh, all around to know that there are different genres, but all worship the same person. That is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I want to thank all the ongoing listeners that listen to this show every day. You are the taco supreme on this buffet of life here that we get to enjoy each and every one of y'all. Uh, to all the new listeners that happen to be upon this this station, this channel, this podcast, thinking this is a food network and that I was going to teach you 10 awesome tips for a great taco Tuesday. I hate to disappoint, but I am... Happy to let you know you do get edification from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the testimonies of my guests and my constant babbling. And just to let you know that this is Domestic Abuse Month, Awareness Month, not not Domestic Abuse Month. It's Domestic, domestic Abuse Month Awareness if you know someone or if you are involved in a domestic abuse uh, situation, feel free to contact the Heights in Ellis County if you are in Ellis County. If you're not in Ellis County and you need more references, I believe they will be able to help you out to find that one place where you can be secure, where you can be happy where you can be away from the chains of what domestic abuse does to yourself and to your children. I want to personally thank the women and men of the Heights for doing that, for stepping up, for doing God's work to help others. They, they, help, they help you with new clothes for brand new jobs, a new way to find you know, a place to stay, you know, there's references to police, there's uh, other government assistance, you know, it's just, just go out there and reach out because unfortunately a lot of these domestic abuse cases do end up with uh, untimely demise. Just want to go out there and my prayers are out for you. But if you're going through some issues and you need help, you know, you can also email the Johnny Taco Show and I can point you to the right direction, give you the right references and put you on the right path to get out there to be saved or to survive. That's the word survive. All right, guys. Well, this is the end of the show. I am going to go out with another discern song. And this one here is something that we all need. Here is grace. Talk to y'all next time.